I feel like a little boy who's lost his first tooth, put it under his pillow waiting for the tooth fairy to come. Only two evil burglars have crept in my window and snatched it before she could get here. Wait a second. Do you understand the concept of the tooth fairy? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show has started. Had to do it. Oh, great. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Pat, you welcome back. You're here. You're here again. Oh, I was wait, not on the I show am... last week. You were not on the show last week. And did you like I, my I have reason? I to say something, yeah. and yeah. I, already, I already told you this, um, but even I know who Steve Zahn is. Yeah. I was pretty surprised by that. You were surprised that you knew who Steve Zahn was or that they didn't know who Steve Zahn was? They didn't. Yeah, I agree. I He's... He's one of those guys, he's kind of a low-key guy, right? Maybe not like the biggest name in Hollywood, but I feel like you should definitely recognize him. He's been in so many movies. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, though, pretty funny show. Hey, thanks. Well done. Hey, thanks. Uh, thank you, Brad, and thank you, Randy. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't talking to you. But... Oh, okay. So, uh, well done, Brad and Randy. Yep. Okay, perfect. Perfect, perfect. Uh, thank you, Pat. Uh, so what have you been up to the past two weeks? It's been some time. Two weeks, right? Well, you were not last week. I don't know. Just tell me what's no, been going on. No, I was on. not. <laughs> I had to work, and I was like, "Hey, Jared, um, are you free Sunday?" To which Jared just doesn't even text back. And then after that, he goes, "Oh, can you pod tonight?" And I was like, "No." Did I really That's not respond to when you asked me to do Sunday? Dude, scroll through our text messages. I believe you. I just I was asking. I didn't even realize that. Um, I mean, I guess the adult thing for me would have been to follow up. No, I should have just responded. That's the uh, I'm I'm not a big fan of people not responding to texts. Like if I send a text, I I don't think there's a text that I have not responded to, unless it was like completely irrelevant oh. by a certain point. I never uh, I never ghost people like anything. I'll just answer them. You know, I always answer somebody. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. Besides the point. Well, okay, but I'm saying Besides I'm saying if, if I I'm saying I might have accidentally done that. It's very possible I did that. I'm just saying it's uh that might have been an oversight on my part. So I apologize, Pat. So that you've been uh, even you've been heartbroken since that. Yes. So yeah. the past two weeks I've been heartbroken, yeah. not doing anything. Perfect. <laughs> um, I would say the previous time I was doing two shifts, so not much there. This weekend was really busy. I got pretty turned up at a wedding in St. Louis. Went to Top Golf in Naperville on Saturday for yep. my cousin's birthday. Okay, I've never hit on the bottom level before. It's Ooh. always been on the top. Yeah. Not a fan of the bottom level. Well, the bottom level is like real. It's like actual <laughs> distances. Like when it says it's 100 yards, it's actually 100 yards, opposed to like when you have a huge elevation change, it's a lot easier to hit 100, 100 yards, you know? You're going 20 yards yeah, down, so you get a lot 
lot easier of a shot. If you mess, if you if you have a bad shot, like it's just it's a bad shot. It doesn't go anywhere. Whereas if you have a bad shot from up top, yeah. it's like you have that elevation, so the yeah. ball could still drift somewhere. It just keeps rolling. Just keeps rolling. Yeah, a lot, lot less. Yeah, did that did that Saturday. Sunday, I went to Milwaukee. I went to the Lakefront Brewery. I'd actually never been inside. Ooh, yeah, that's uh. Do you like Lakefront Brewery? I've been in there a few times. I mean, it was it was nice. It was like the tap room was like a lot smaller than I thought it would yeah. be. Yeah, um, it was a, the food was really good. I was actually just about to say that they've actually they were on a Milwaukee cooking show. Like it was like best places to eat in Milwaukee. And one of them was Lakefront Brewery. They have a very good uh, mac and cheese. They use like beer and their mac and cheese and stuff like that. They have a, I mean, they have a bunch of good stuff. But yeah, the food is very good there. If people are in the yeah, I actually area, got a mac and cheese burrito. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, so you got to experience that. It was that today. Well, is it still? Yeah, it's still today, Memorial Day. Uh, barbecue, and um, I ended up buying two guitars today. I've never bought two at one time. How many guitars do you own right now? So there was the two today. Which one of them is just like a sexy looking guitar? It's called a BC Rich Bitch. Can I wear protection? But it's spelled B I C H. Oh, bish. Yeah. BC Rich Bish, I guess. <laughs> I associate bish with B I S H. I know, it really is. It, yeah, bitch. Bitch is how you would say that, but yeah, B I C H. Okay. So there's that's one. Uh, the second guitar I got today is a very cheap guitar. It's a Washburn Chicago series, but um, yeah. I bought it from a person I know who has like dozens and dozens of guitars. Wanted to get rid of yeah. some of his because he's running out of room. So I was like, um, you know, how much for that one? Let me try it out. And it was not a lot. So I was like, yeah, I'll take that one too. Yeah. So that's two. Um, guitar before that was the autographed Paul Reed Smith, three. Guitar before that was the Dean Cadillac, four. Guitar before that was uh, Ibanez, like a startup guitar. I think it's an SG three hundred. I thought it was four hundred. Um, currently, yeah, yeah, I, it might, it might, it might be the four hundred. You're right. And then, um, borrowing seventy two Strat right now, which okay. is been borrowing it for like two years now, so it, it almost feels like it's mine. It's <laughs> and then I have. Wait, what are we on? That was six? Yeah. <laughs> then I have uh, acoustic electric guitar. <laughs> and then I have uh, my first ever guitar was like the $75 acoustic <laughs> like Fender Squire. It's a piece of garbage. It's literally sitting in a closet. <laughs> you just have it because it was your first one. You got to keep it. That. I used to have a bass, but I sold that. <laughs> so if I would have kept that, it would have been nine. Gotcha. Eight. That's a lot, Pat. Do you have like a good way to store these? Like I know there's uh, at work sometimes we or we used to have a bunch just hanging on the walls. They those like wall hangers with little like. Yeah, forks. I really like that. I used to have those, but sometimes like it, it like left a pretty good dent in one of my walls. Like just after a number of years, like just wasn't holding it anymore. <laughs> so I have a stand that holds six. The Strat always stays in the case, and then the acoustics are in another room. So. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm just trying to paint a picture of like your your living situation, so that everybody can know what you what you live like. 
Um, right now it's pretty hot, so I'm just in my underwear, so that's what I look like. Nice. Nice. I like that. Well, yeah, that's a good image for everybody to have. Full on? Full on. Whipped it out? Yeah. Whipped it out. Yeah. In the bar. In the middle of this bar. <laughs> nice, Pat. So that's what's been uh, going on. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So uh, the reason, so me and Pat are recording kind of late, and this is uh, my fault, as it usually is. Um, so I got a, I got a text from my, uh, we're recording this at like after 10 o'clock and I got a text from my uncle at like seven or so. And he's like, Hey, there's a, uh, BMW X five. Um, this, you know, anyway, he's, it basically tells me there's this, this guy just traded in this car. It's a good deal. And I'm like, I really don't need another car right now. And like, I, I know this is not a car. This X five is not necessarily a car I want to own. Uh, you know, like I don't, I already have my two cars and my, and my parents have told me that when I move out, uh, it's not, it's not going to be a good idea to keep my second car at their place. Uh, they, they want the garage space. So now I have to worry about what I was going to do with my second car. And now my uncle tells me there's this really good deal and it was honestly too good to pass up. So I bought this, uh, 2003 BMW X5, um, like a couple minutes ago and I don't really know what to do with it. Because uh, <laughs> I don't even. Aren't you supposed to drive it? <laughs> well, but I already have two other cars. So right now I have three cars. And... So get rid of the the in the middle car, not the bug. Get rid yeah, of the in the middle. Car. Yeah, but like I don't. The SUV doesn't get that good of gas mileage. This car doesn't really make sense for me right now. Um, but I think. So why did you get least, it? Because it was just too good of a deal. Like I, at the very like literally, I could put it on. I could put it on. Uh, craigslist or whatever i could i could make a couple grand just flip like literally just putting it on craigslist right now um but i think what i'll end up yeah but i think what i'll end up doing is we'll see like maybe a different person in my family wants to upgrade on their car or something with less miles and we'll sell one of their cars and they can have this one or whatever but it was it was a good deal so i just kind of it was a spur of the moment thing it was pretty crazy because you know literally is at seven and then at nine o'clock i bought the car um so it was just like yeah kind of crazy I was actually a debit card. I paid. I didn't. Oh, the, the bank nice. wasn't open, so did not stop in there to grab any cash. Um, but anyway, so that was that. I also went to the beach a few times this weekend. Uh, it was hot. It was hot, so I was like, it's a good time, you know, to go to the beach today at North Avenue Beach in Chicago. It was like Panama City Beach in, uh, you know. In Florida. That's my daughter's. You take that off. It was literally. I actually seen. I actually seen the beach on the news. It was so crowded. It was insane at some parts of it. There was like some kids' like twenty first birthday going on. They uh, they were checking everybody's bag as you like walked in, like under the tunnels to get into uh, North Avenue Beach. They were checking everybody's bag, to make sure you didn't have alcohol. So like the entire like tunnel that leads to North Avenue Beach that goes underneath Lakeshore Drive, and like all the little staircases that are around it were just filled with like empty things, this vodka and different sorts of you know liquor that were just empty bottles because people were just either just chugging them or pouring them in other bottles and then walking them through. But literally just like you know so many empty alcohol containers right before the police checkpoint. And then you get on there and kids were just like passing out. Like there was a t- most of the people there, I feel like were like 21, 22. And there was we, multiple kids. Uh, one of the girls I was with, somebody almost threw up on her feet. Uh, then, <laughs> <laughs> then they were just like, it, it was insane how packed it was. Yeah. And kids just like passing out on the ground and just, it was, it was hot. Plus, you know, one of the su- super nice days in Chicago, but it was just over in Memorial Day. So most people have it off. And it was just kind of a crazy uh, time 
to be at the beach. It kind of ruins it a little bit. You know it's way too crowded when, like, none of the competitive volleyball guys are playing. Like, I didn't see any, like, two-on-two men's matches going on because uh, it was, like, too many people. You couldn't even play volleyball, really. Uh, so it was, it was a different experience. But uh, Do you go to the beach just to play volleyball? I usually, usually when I'm going to the beach, it's to play volleyball. Uh, both times I went this weekend, I was going, uh, we, were, we were playing volleyball and then kind of hanging out. Um, but using volleyball kind of as the excuse to go down to the beach. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. But now uh, with my leagues, I'll be there at least twice a week. But um, I, yeah, I don't I like being there at the beach. And it's kind of nice that Chicago has a pretty decent one for being, you know, in the Midwest. I heard a noise. Yeah. So my sister's dog is uh, with me right now. And all she does is just whine. Hennessy, Hennessy is her name. She, uh, so I walked the other day. I was gone for a while and uh, I come back into my house and, and she's always whimpers and she's a very nice dog, but she always whimpers. And she was like in the corner, like hiding underneath this table and like just kind of whimpering. And then I like, which is a little stranger than normal. Cause usually when you come in, she's kind of excited. And then I go to my back door and it's kind of cracked open. And I, and I definitely locked the door before I left. So then I was like kind of freaking out, you know, cause like my sister, I was like, did somebody hit my sister's dog? And now she's hitting the corner and somebody's inside this house right now. So, and it was nighttime. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so it was like nighttime and, uh, I didn't know what to do. And then anyway, I'm, I'm like calling my sister. I'm like, is this, you know, like she's acting really strange, all stuff. And then like, I find out after a while that my cousin had been at my house, uh, earlier while I was gone. And I didn't know that. So, uh, he, that kind of explained the whole door open and her being weird. I don't know. But I thought somebody, instead of somebody killing me, it was just my cousin was there to visit. So ended up not being a big deal. You think I will look like a stalker? Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Pat, uh, I saw another one of the weird window stickers. I, I like these. I like observing the type of people that have these strange window stickers. There was uh, this one was one of the classic uh, gas or ass. Nobody rides for free window sticker. Uh, we've talked about these before. This one was on a minivan. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, it was very strange to see this on a family vehicle. Gas or ass, nobody rides for free. And this was the picture. Well, well this, the, the minivan, how old was it? This is like a new minivan. This okay, is like, this is maybe like sense. a 2016 Chrysler Town and Country. And the picture on it, <laughs> the picture on it is literally like a female stick figure bent over a car with a guy stick figure like, you know, behind her. Because of the implication. Like mounted boning. behind her. Yeah, boning her like while she's leaned over a car. That's literally the picture on this thing. <laughs> like this guy, there's some weirdo that doesn't have kids, or his wife just has an equally, equally interesting sense of humor that they have this on their like a minivan type thing. It was not like a work maybe, minivan. I don't know. Maybe he just likes the space, but doesn't like to drive a truck. You know. <laughs> I don't know. Just strange. It was just strange. Um, I don't know. It just felt weird. Uh, I definitely don't see a reason to get a, a like a minivan like that unless you have like a family. So that's pretty weird. Yeah, and it was yeah, it was, it was a guy. I see when you said this, I you know like pictured like an old broken down yes. like minivan, like someone's just driving it because it's a piece it's a, of shit. Yeah, it's a work car or something, or it's an old car that they haven't gotten rid of yet. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's kind of what I was originally thinking. Then I saw that, but um, I also here's another thing. So going through some, my Snapchat. It was like people you may, you know, people you may know or like add to contacts type of thing. And like three of the people wanted me to add are people that I've saved in my phone as telemarketers. 
So a lot of times I get a, really weird. <laughs> a lot of times I'll get a telemarketer call and I'll just I'll answer and realize it's a telemarketer, and then I'll save it to my phone as telemarketer. You know, and uh, so that way I know. Yeah, not so to, you know when yeah, they call you, not to, not answer. to answer it again. Yeah, and so literally three of the things on mine that I can add are like telefar- telemarketers numbers. Apparently, have Snapchats. I don't know if it's a number. I don't know. I just don't answer because, like, well, I figure like if it's an emergency, someone's going to leave you a voicemail or they're going to call you back. Well, so at my work, uh, we have like the Grasshopper phone system. So it links, it, it calls like an actual work number, and then it translates to everybody's cell phone. So I have to answer these okay. random numbers all the time. And I don't get them just during work hours. You know, this is all the time I got to answer these calls. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty hard. I guess he doesn't like it. No, she really does not like telemarketers. <laughs> uh, but that's how it is, Pat. That's how it is. So um, there's these different uh, – there's this, apparently some new fonts coming out uh, for Microsoft Word. And – Oh, so some of them are, are the writings of different celebrities, like handwriting. One of them is like Kurt Cobain's handwriting. What do you think about like how he would do different letters and that kind of thing? So or they would do you know like I don't know who the different people are, but what do you think about that as like a font? I don't get it. I don't get why you'd want that. Like, I, are there just like enough notebooks or documents where they could say like this is how he does a T every yeah. single time? Yeah, you there's, know? that's what, a bad example. Yeah, well, yeah, like, T is the worst. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, how do you do your eyes? Yeah, well, they do. I mean, that's what people. Uh, there's those guys that do the, uh, the, the, the they can handwriting like analysis type stuff. They can tell like so the way you the way you like cross the way you start on an E or something like that or the you could do T's but some people go from left to right or right from left or they go from the center and you know like there's different ways you can do T's and like the way you do swoops and where the pressure is on the pen and pencil and thing like you know they have people have distinguished handwriting uh so my thing is that I would ever my handwriting is so bad I would somebody be really disappointed if they got my you know font they got Jared's, you know, handwriting font. They it would be like, why am I writing with this shit? I know. I, I I myself have really bad handwriting. I used to have to fill out timesheets manually. Ooh, and yeah. I, they got rejected a couple times because <laughs> I couldn't read the time. <laughs> well, as we know, last week I was reading, or was that two weeks ago? I was reading my email, and I couldn't even read my own handwriting. So uh, that was yeah. not so great. So I know some of these words. I know some of these words. Yeah, that was like one of my favorite Good Burger lines. So do you recognize what that was from? I know some of these words. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a classic. That's a classic. Um so Pat, what the, do you want to get that to? That is the uh oh. that is the scene where they're reading the secret sauce menu. Exactly. The ingredients. Yeah, he's I think he's yeah. signing some of the maybe the contract uh to give out the secret sauce like recipe. In the eyes of the law uh that he's doing with Keenan. That's like a summertime movie. I feel like that would be weird if you watched that and it was like negative 10 outside. I agree with that. It is definitely more of a uh, summertime movie. But a classic nonetheless, you know, and it's interesting. Keenan does not look like he's aged at all. I mean, that movie is like 20 years old and he's in SNL still now. And he looks, you could not tell that that was 20 years ago when he made that movie. He's a little bit, like a little bit tiny different looking, but not that big of a difference. He's... Does not change. Whatever, his age whatever right. happened to Kel? 
Kel's strange. I don't know. Like they did a reunion um, not too long ago. Like they redid a Good Burger scene, and it was almost a little like sad. Like I, like Kel just hasn't done that much. Uh, I don't really know exactly what the whole story is there. I don't think there is any way of knowing. Uh, maybe we should get him on the show. We should definitely try. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I did a uh, at work. I was, did a lot of uh, voiceovers for Mike Ditka's charity. That's how we got Nate Boyer on the show last time. Uh, because Nate oh. Boyer was one of those guys on getting on uh, Gridiron Greats, which is Nick Mike Ditka's charity, and Nate Boyer was, uh, which he's still been in the news a lot. Um, he was one of the guys that was getting honored at this event, and I did the voiceover for his little intro uh, video. And so this time I did for all the guys. One of them was uh, Kyle Long's dad, um, Howie Long. And I, it's interesting when you do these different. You realize like as you do voice acting, like you're doing voiceover type stuff, you do these different type of voices to kind of fit the mood of what they're looking for. So there I was doing a very ESPN type voice, right? Like I, I was picturing what I hear when I'm watching the other NFL videos and it's that kind of stuff. Please you know, demonstrate. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of like a good script of what I would say, but it'd be like, uh, Howie Long played for the Oakland Raiders in 1984. <laughs> uh, you know, it was like, uh, uh he was a hard hitting no, six was, foot five. Three, yeah. <laughs> Hard hitting, six foot five, three hundred and forty pounds. You know, like even more dramatic than that, because it would be. I'd be in the mood. You know, I'd be seeing a lot of times seeing the footage, or you know, like I have the script in front of me. It's a lot easier when you're reading off it, and then you get a couple little tries and you accentuate certain words and that kind of thing. But uh, you know, you make it you make it seem very dramatic, and this is what he did, and you know, and the, the NFL will be forever grateful. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of stuff, and uh, it's just interesting. And then you do. I've done some other ones in the past that are a bit more. Uh, uh, I did one for this Middle Eastern gala that was going on, and then I had to make it sound like very like over the top dramatic. It was like the Amadeus Gala coming on the you know <laughs> coming on the heels of May Fourth. It's you, you. You just change the the tempo. You see, you've, like everything has a weird. And the reason you would notice it not fitting is like the second you would, <laughs> there's certain times you just see the vibe just does not work for that thing. And like, sometimes my voice doesn't work for certain videos, right? There's certain ones that like guy, certain guys would look way better. You can't have a British guy doing an NFL video. It doesn't sound right. No, that would be really strange. No, but you want it and you want it probably want like a Southern voice doing like a high end, uh, financial uh, accounting thing, you know, like just because people associate that usually with not, you know, they want like a, maybe a British voice for something like that. Um, so it's like interesting kind of the way the whole voiceover world works. Uh, but it is, it isn't it in a sense you are acting though. Cause you, you kind of have to give certain, uh, cadence and that kind of thing at different parts and kind of set a mood and a feeling just with your voice. Well, so yeah, it's, it's I mean, interesting. You're not being yourself. That's acting. No, you're not being yourself. Yeah. Cause otherwise I'd just be talking. It's a good point, Pat. It's a good point. Um, so yeah, that's what Thanks. I've been, uh, that's what's been going on for, for, with me, with me. So what did something you want to get to Pat? You, you remember the text about the woman at the Tim Hortons? Yes. Yes. I was actually, I good. That's in my notes. I'm glad this is, uh, I'm glad you're talking about it. Let's call it a bitch. What? Okay. I said, bitch, what? Bitch, 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 what? I said, Bitch what? Bitch, 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 bitch. You said bitch. Yeah. It's been a while. Okay. Um, 
maybe we should post the video to more explain, but yeah. I guess Tim Hortons is a restaurant. I don't know. Have you ever heard of it? I have not heard of Tim Hortons. No. Well, this happened up in Canada, so maybe this is a Canadian thing. I don't know what they serve there. But um, woman just apparently got very upset with the service or someone said something to her. I don't know. Full on whips off her pants, takes a dump and like imagine like a McDonald's. Yeah. Like that that's what this Tim Hortons is. Like there's a cash register on one side, there's people on the other side. Just takes a dump, throws it at the people at the cashier. Um I don't know if she actually got in trouble for that. Well I mean, she does this like she instantly. Did. She does this like instantly. She like pulls down her pants and like right away like takes a dump into her hand and throws it at the guy. It's like, almost like it was planned. Yeah, like she knew she was going to do that before it happened. So, so here's yeah. here's my thing. Where does the poop come from? Like, do you got to build up the poop? I was. Do you think she might have been in there to use the bathroom, and they told her she couldn't? Because that would make sense for this, right? I think that is probably exactly what happened. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Because otherwise, it's that's impossible. That's an impossible task. To ask somebody to do that. <laughs> well, I don't know. Some people are professional poopers. That's true. That's true. But I don't feel like this lady is one of them. But obviously, she's a psycho uh, to be able to <laughs> to throw it at somebody or something like that. You know, like that's just. I feel like it's very animalistic to take your poop and then throw it. Yeah, that's like what I would say. Monkeys do that. I've never witnessed a monkey do that or even seen a video of that. Uh, but apparently, that is a you know, apparently that is a thing that they do. So you're right. That's very that's no, very primal it, of her. Yeah, it's not something I would exactly look up to see either. Um, I guess my point here just is is now you're famous for pooping. So good luck getting a date, bitch. What? <laughs> Shut up, bitch. <laughs> nice. Um, do you think what would you do if you were in that restaurant at that time? Leave. You just leave. You're like, I'm not gonna pay for this. I'm just gonna get out. Like, well, your appetite's probably gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, appetite's gone. You're worried about this crazy woman. You don't want to get anything thrown like in some like debris or something like pieces of it lands on you. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it's it's yeah, you you, you feel like it's it's like when somebody poops in the pool, right? Everybody's kind of got to evacuate. I think if somebody <clears throat> poops in an open spot in a restaurant, you got to just get out of there. I think even if there's just conflict, I want to leave. Like I recently saw a YouTube video of like a huge fight at a Wendy's in Milwaukee. Yeah. It, it's crazy. There's like 10 people like brawling, like out in front where you order food. It's like <laughs> any, any sort of conflict like that. I yeah. just get up and leave. Like, yeah. I don't want any of this. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I did not, I did not uh, see that, but yeah. And any sort you're right. Any sort of scenario. It's like when I was, uh, when that shooting thing happened, when I was in Mississippi a few weeks ago, like I just got out of there right away and was just like, you know, what happened? That was that. Uh, oh, that was when I did it with Trevor, right? Right. That was the Trevor was on the show. That's, when I was walking and I was visiting my brother and sister a few weeks ago, there was a shooting inside a concert venue and everybody like ran out of there screaming. And like, so, you know, I just like got out of the area. We were all just like, and I ran out of there and it was, I was right across the concert hall, like across the street from the concert hall when that happened and everybody started running out. You just hear like the screams and stuff like that. The guy just shot. I feel once like I should remember that. It was, well, if you weren't on the show, so maybe you didn't hear the Oh, he just, no, but I did listen. He shot one in the air. Yeah. He shot one in the air. Yeah. And the person got hurt. The only way he got hurt was uh, somebody ran, jumped through the window uh, to get out, and that's the only person that got hurt. Um, was the guy trying to escape? But yeah, 
I would say when guns are involved, you leave. I would agree with that. I'm agree with that. You gotta get some decent chairs in here, man. Okay. What's this shit made out of, anyway? Steel. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so. you should get it welded better in the corners. All right. That's what uh, my phone tells me to do, so I do it. <laughs> you wave to people on on uh, Facebook Messenger. You can also every time someone adds me as a friend, I always wave at them. Oh, good. <laughs> it's the same <laughs> as like poking, right? What's the difference with that? Uh, pokes a little more. Um, Suggestive? Intimate, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. suggestive. Yeah. Okay. Wave's just a hello. That's a friendly hello. You're right. All right. uh, How about a Jeff Goldman movie review? Okay. Hi. Okay. Hi. Hi. I'm Jeff Goldblum. You you interest me strangely. You have uh, have, uh, uh, tapped into some kind of secret vein. Why would you do that to Goldblum? (laughs) What's Goldblum ever done to you? What's Goldblum ever done to you? Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. <laughs> because she's sweet and like a peach and like a juicy and sweet. You're afraid to be too Goldblum. He no, thinks no. if he smells Goldblum, he's going to be Goldblum. By jamming them into his pocket. I'm going to get my Goldblum on. That is one big pile of shit. Goldblum is content. Uh, people always ask me how I pronounce my name, Goldblum or Goldblum. Uh, I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? Beyond Therapy, 1987. Pat, you ever seen this movie? No, but I like the title. Do you? Um, I do. Well, I don't know if you'll love uh, where I'm going with this. So this is a movie. Here's just a basic uh, storyline. Uh, it says it's a insane and fast-paced com- uh, romantic comedy about a bizarre dinner date between Jeff Goldblum and uh, Julie Haggerty, uh, and and they're, with their they have crazy therapist, and there's all these. Okay, this movie is just right off the bat. I don't understand what's going on. Literally, so Jeff Goldblum, Julie Haggerty, it's somebody you would recognize. She's been in a ton of stuff. She was in Airplane. She was in Just Friends. Um, Freddie got fingered. She's in a. She's been in a bunch of movies. You definitely recognize her face if you saw her. Not like she always kind of. She always kind of plays like. Um, I think she's probably the most stereotypical like, uh, m- like Midwestern mom. Yeah, like it. Like like maybe like way too, like super uh, conservative type. Like maybe like a Minnesota type mom. You know, like maybe what if you were like central casting trying to picture what somebody looked like that's like her. Like, you know, super, like, innocent and that kind of... Anyway, that's what she's like in this movie. All right, that's not what she... But she always kind of annoys me a little bit. I'm not a super big fan uh, of hers. But um, anyway, Jeff Goldblum goes on this date. It's kind of like a... I, it's some sort of... It's not really clear. It's kind of a blind date. They answer some ad and some paper or something Julie like that. I've never seen Julie Haggerty in my life. You haven't seen her? You probably haven't seen any of these movies that she's been in. But she's she's been in a decent amount of stuff. I've recognized her from a few things. Anyway. Uh... But, okay, it starts off with they go on this date, and Jeff Goldblum is, like, just all of a sudden starts talking about her boobs, like, while she's on the date. And then she, like, kind of ignores it, and then she answers the questions. And then she, like, at one point just, like, throws up her foot on the table, and then Jeff Goldblum starts, like, sucking on her toes. And then there's, like, a bunch of weird guys, like, that are also eating in this restaurant that keep looking over at them. Uh, He says, Jeff Goldblum says he's bisexual, and then she starts leaving because she hates gay people. And then... Uh, they've like the the waiter's really weird, and then it turns out that Jeff Goldblum is still dating some guy, but he's been trying to see this girl. And they both have therapists. Both of them are seeing separate therapists that are like both also crazy. Like her therapist is in love with her, and Jeff Goldblum's therapist is just like it doesn't. 
it, this movie just like goes, it's super just like unrealistic. Like none of this, none of these characters are believable. Uh, <laughs> it, the acting's okay, but it's like, it's, it's not, it just, none it's of this movie follow. makes sense. Yes. It's hard to follow. It's like scene to scene. It's like, I just was like, what is the point of this? Like it's supposed to be a comedy, but it's really not funny. And again, it's hard. It's hard comedies from the eighties. It's hard to judge them on type of thing. Um, so I would just watch. It was hard. This was hard for me to watch. It wasn't great. I looked it up later. A lot of times I look up the Rotten Tomato score after. It's twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I think that's generous. I mean, it's like this is this is pretty rough. It's not the worst one I've seen from him, but this movie is just like I don't. It's just like comedies that are not funny at all are really kind of rough to watch because a lot of times they don't have a great storyline. You know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it just and it just I did not I did not get it. These characters are like they're obviously the whole thing is that like they're both supposed to be kind of crazy, but also perfect match for each other type of thing almost. But like it's not really that way at all. So this is a bottom tier Jeff Goldblum movie for me. It's a uh, Randy Quaid on the Independence Day scale. I'm fly. I'm pilot. Aw. I know. I know. Oh, you had to sit through that. Uh, you know I do it for you guys, so you don't have to. You know. You're welcome. Jared's for the people. Yeah. Uh, Pat, how about a Tanzania news? The infection causes immediate respiratory failure. The scientists claim that the patient is now transmitting. You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi. It's a fake. Fugazi. Fugazi. It's a wazi. It's a wazi. It's a fairy dust. From Tanzania? Yes, I am. <laughs> How about a Tanzania news? How about Let's some Tanzania news? Um, so some pests uh, destroyed crops in Tanzania and some food shortages are feared. So they've destroyed 17,000 hectares, hectares of food uh, and cash crops in Tanzania. What's so, a hectare? What is a hectare? Uh, that is a unit of uh distance and length oh yeah okay i yeah. assume that's a lot <laughs> i don't know it's there's not really a way of knowing there's no way of knowing but like it seems like it could be a lot it's if it's enough that there's an article written about it um then it's, it's gotta noteworthy. be bad right yeah it's noteworthy so the cotton were invaded by jacid a sucking pest and they inject toxins in the leaves uh, while feeding, resulting in abnormal changes. So this is, uh, I listen to a lot of, you know, Adam and Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew's, like, biggest pet peeve is people talking about toxins. Uh, it's very funny to hear people call in, and they'll be like, hey, you know, my doctor, or not my doctor, one of my friends said that I shouldn't eat, uh, you know, I shouldn't eat this because it's all, all the toxins that are in it. And according to Dr. Drew, who I consider a very smart person, uh, there's no such thing as like a toxin when people are talking about like um, you flushing out the toxins, like somebody's doing a detox, like one of those mm-hmm. things where they, you know, they make you get some tea and you're detoxing. Like he said, that's, he said, that's just bullshit. Um, he said, that's like one of the biggest scams is people thinking that they're, they're detoxing and getting out some sort of toxins out of their system. They need to flush out their system. He said, it just doesn't work like that. There's no chemical, like there's no actual science behind any of that kind of stuff. Um, so it's always funny to hear the word toxins. This is not in the same sense here, but I just funny to see that word. It just makes me think of that. Um, so they're working with the government in order to 
try to educate farmers on how to identify and control the pests so that they can stop this. But right now, uh, the damage is kind of done. A lot of the stuff is some stuff that like is not like cotton is not as big of a deal. But when you get into like the the corn and rice, uh, then that's uh, you know that's a problem. So corn's in a lot of stuff, man. Corn's in a lot corn of stuff. Products. It really is. It really is. Um, and it's you know. If that's gone, like alcohol, soda, and, and you think about these guys, like if, if, if this is huge sections of land, let's assume a hectare is a lot, whatever it is. I, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but if these guys, you know, these are kind of poor farmers in general, and then if you have like, think all the stuff they have to deal, with. they would deal with the drought all the time, and then if you have like bad water, and then also these pests coming in and eating like all your plants, like how devastating could that be to somebody who already doesn't have a lot of money? It'd be rough. I think it would be It'd very be tough. Yeah. Sorry for now. I spaced out for a second. Yeah. I mean, you were yeah, you were hurt. I understand it. <laughs> I was I was trying to imagine like when I think of a farm, I think of Midwest America. So I'm trying to think about it in like this, you know, middle of Africa. Yeah, you got to get out of your uh, American mindset, Pat, and open up your mind. Just open up your world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, Pat, uh, you know what the big popular music video is right now, and we're a little bit behind probably like by a week here, is that uh, This Is America by Childish Gambino. Have you seen this music video? So I just seen that yesterday for the yeah. first time. So it's a very popular it. It's a very popular music video, right? Everybody's kind of talking about it. There's a lot of uh, parodies of it. I don't know if you saw that. There was a lot of ones that were like uh, people put uh, – Here's Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, Carly Rae Jepsen. Like it lined up perfectly. Some of the spots, like it, you know, it was interesting that kind of thing. But what are uh, what are some music videos that stand out to you uh, overall in time? Um, I mean, are you asking because like they were symbolic, or what are, just because? What like, are like when you think of like some of your maybe your when you think of, like your favorite music videos are just ones that really stood out to you. What are those? Maybe not like the most iconic ones, just in hit. Like people always talk about like Thriller and that kind of thing. I'm not talking about that, but like just ones that specifically stood out to you. So this is a song. When I was a kid, I bought the Guns N' Roses Welcome to the Videos DVD. Okay. So I had like all of their music videos on DVD and I would watch it. Shocking. Welcome to the Jungle is pretty good. Um, Axel plays pretty crazy dude. There's one point where he's like, Got the what? What is it, like the straight jacket? Uh, I have you know a straight jacket. Yeah, is? I know what a straight jacket is. I don't know if I've seen the music video. No, no, no. the straight jacket's like where your arms are wrapped up. Yeah, like yeah, that's mental. what it is. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. There's a point where he's in that, and that's pretty good. Um, I've seen like the never or the smells like Teen Spirit music video a lot. Yeah. That was pretty symbolic of like the grunge movement. It's very and all fitting, that. right? If you had to put like the grunge movement into one video, that's it. Like it uh, embodies kind of. Some people might all say so, yeah. yeah. I would say so. It's it's very symbolic. I'm not saying like that's all what grunge is, but that's very symbolic. Like if somebody wanted to be like, oh, what was grunge like? You would just play that video, even though that's probably the most like pop version of any of the grunge music, you know. And a lot of people that like grunge maybe don't like that song, uh, but it's very reminiscent of that that era that culture yeah you, yeah. you, you hit it right on the money yeah, yeah. but fine hey, hey, hey. um there was like some weird music videos growing because i used to watch like mtv2 in the morning yeah and like that's when mtv would like still play like some music like it wasn't all reality shows 
Yes. So there, there were some strange ones. I just can't like I there was I think maps by the yeah yeah yeahs was kind of strange mm-hmm. from what I remember. Um, I know when I seen the Slither by Velvet Revolver that like just changed my music preference. So I always mm-hmm. remember that particular music video. But like uh, besides Teen Spirit, I can't really think of like a like a symbolic music video that yeah. I enjoy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like it seems like the um. Uh, childish Gambino music video is supposed to be symbolic about whatever he believes America is about, right? Correct. Yeah, there's yeah, there's some s- symbolism there. Uh, yes, correct. I wasn't necessarily Sorry, even I saying don't... that. I was just saying ones that stood out to you that look good. But you, you answered that, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Well, what about you? Um, the one that sticks out the most to me, and nobody listening to this is going to know this song, uh, but it's called Rose Garden by Shad, and it's the only song I know by Shad. Um, but it's an interesting music video because halfway through the music video, it reverses itself. Like it goes, you know, it does the normal music video and then halfway through it goes backwards and it kind of lines up both ways. Well, it's very interesting, even though he has different lines, like it somehow kind of works both ways. And it always like stood out to me, uh, as this just interesting way of kind of like, just, you know, you did half, basically you did half a music video and just doubled it. And uh, it works. Uh, it's just a very unique type of that's oh yeah that's just one that always stood out to me. Um, as far as popular songs, I don't. I always think of like uh, Britney Spears' "Hit Me Baby One More Time" was probably one of the ones that I can think of all the time. Oh, "Toxic" by Britney Spears. Yeah, that was hot. Yeah, you know what? I, so like those ones, I think were right in that era of when kind of MTV was kind of winding down with the music videos. Um, but that was those are some of the ones that kind of stood out to me of when I think of music videos. Uh, what I think of. Do you think that music videos will eventually go away? Uh, I I think there's going to be continue to be less of them because people are just, they don't watch it that way. But I think they'll always be used on parts where, well, like I think this kind of thing, like this Childish Gambino thing is going to boost up their popularity a little more, right? Because everybody's wa- looking at it just to watch it like that. I think there'll be less of just the classic like, singing you know with like like maybe what the guns and roses are right a lot of them on the stage uh maybe singing in like a car i think it's going to be a lot less of that and maybe a lot more symbolic you know symbolism and that type of thing like if somebody's gonna i've noticed now like when certain songs come or get released like singles and stuff like they have like a lyric video but they don't have like an actual music video yes yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. They'll have something that people can follow along with the lyrics, but not an actual music video. You're right. There's like animations and stuff yeah. that go along with it, but it's not like like you're saying with like the artist performing or anything like that. Or there's like some little story you're supposed to follow. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, it, it, it's. I don't think. I know it's a lot of money to produce these. Sometimes, sometimes they're super expensive to make a music video, and they just kind of have to weigh the pros and cons of. Does it make sense to do it? Yeah. Um, it's speaking of music real fast, Pat. Uh, I had not mentioned this before, but it's official that Black Star is making another album, which is my boy Most Def and uh, Talib Kweli. Uh, they made like what kind of made both of them kind of the most popular, whatever in their time, uh, was when they did this album called Black Star together. And now they're... Uh, doing another one so it's a big it's big uh in the uh in the underground hip-hop world this is big news how excited are you 
I'm pretty excited because I was a big fan of that first album. Um, so it's and you know it's like twenty something years later. It's always interesting, right? These guys haven't done really anything together. They've done maybe one or two little songs here and there since that time. So it's interesting. It's I'm I'm curious to see how different of a vibe it is that amount of time later, but from the two same people. Right. Yeah. So it's always it can, uh, it can either be epic or it could also at the same time like maybe like be not as good and then you look at them differently. When expectations are high, it's so hard to deliver on that. It's like it's so it's always tough to make a good sequel. Totally. You know? Totally, exactly. You're right. That's I. You know what? I never even put that in perspective as sequels, but that is probably why they're so disappointed all the disappointing all the time. Like, I bet you there's a lot of movies out there that if you did not look at them as a sequel, like you didn't know about the first movie and you just saw that movie, you'd be like, oh, that was a good movie. But when you're watching it in perspective of, oh, this is uh, Anchorman's probably not a good example, and and Hangover Two, saw, it was the exact same as Hangover One, but probably somebody that just saw Hangover Two would probably say, oh, that was funny if they never saw Hangover, Hangover 1. But I remember when I saw Hangover 2, I was so pissed off because I was like, this is the I exact same thing as Hangover 1. I thought it yeah. sucked because I thought it was just a complete copy of the first one. So I don't know if somebody had never seen the first one and only seen the second one, would they think that the second one still sucked? I don't know. Well, I hope the album's good for you. Hey, thanks, Pat. <laughs> That's what I was trying to get with that. Yes, exactly. Is there anything else you want to get to, Pat? Uh, not this week. All right, yep. It's uh, getting late here. So we'll wrap it up, and uh, we will get to that next week. And uh, people can email the show, chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I didn't print out any emails, and we're supposed to call some people and that kind of stuff. We're going to push that back to next week because it was kind of a late show, kind of last minute. And uh, so we get to that. Rate the show. Make sure to rate the show on iTunes. We really like those iTunes reviews. And then we'll read your review on the show. And like us on Facebook and Twitter. Pat on Instagram, Pat Callahan 044. Me on not Instagram, me. Jersey 3. What were we saying, Pat? That's not It's Pat Callahan 44. Oh, Pat Callahan 44. Sorry. Mistake. Common mistake. Um, all right. Yeah. And uh, the show has ended. I rest my case. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.